0: Hi everybody, it's
1: Marsha Casper Cook, Good Story's a Good Story on the Michigan Avenue Media Podcast. Um, we have a great show today. As always on our horror shows we have a wonderful crew of people coming in and talking. And uh Elizabeth Black, who does shows with me a lot, she has met so many people and she brings them to the show and it's I'm forever grateful because they're always great guests. So Elizabeth, thank you for that and no, um, you're welcome. Okay. So, um, I have one one or two little things to say before this. Um, as you know, I've been doing this twenty years, and I was an agent, literary agent, and you know, I'm a writer, screenwriter, all these things. But lately, I'm seeing everybody on Facebook. Not everybody, but a lot of people are just saying they're they're dropping out of Facebook. They don't want to do any posts anymore. They're not going to write anymore. And, I mean, it seems to be a lot of people this month, so I'm hoping the people, when they're listening to this, don't drop out. You know, we all as writers go through things where we go, oh, maybe I shouldn't write, who's going to listen to what I say, and who cares about what I say, but I, I would suggest that give it a second thought, So and don't be so rash, and I think if you see bad comments on your reviews or things like that, just Ignore it and keep going, because there are a lot of people writing bad reviews for no apparent reason, and they don't even read the book. So just keep writing and enjoy it. And so I think my message has been the last few months is trying to explain to people to just enjoy it, because I think some of us have forgotten really why we started, and we enjoy writing, and it was fun. But I know because of social media and everything, I myself do not love social media. I do it, and um, I know that people don't like to do it, but we have to do it because otherwise people won't know who we are or it's all about branding. But you can also overdo it. And I sometimes do that myself. So give it a second thought. Don't stop writing. Just maybe, you know, you don't have to tell everybody that you're dropping out. Just don't write any posts for a while. And then you can always come back. You know, and I've seen some people that are really very good. Um, this morning I just saw someone that I think is a really good writer. She's just leaving now. And, I mean, that's a bad thing. It's not about, you know, you can't make writing about money because we all know that some make money, but a lot of us don't make a ton of money. But when someone likes our books, we're all happy. So just give it another thought and keep <laughs> writing. Okay, and I will inter- I'll, I'll tell you who the guests are, and then they're all going to talk about themselves a little bit, and then we're going to go into a conversation and uh, have some fun. And it is uh, Women's Horror Month, and that is who we have on for horror writers. So we have Elizabeth Black, Elaine Pascal, Christine Lejewski, Jessica, Jessica McHugh. Somebody is just saying that they want me to open the chat room. Okay, I'm opening it. Okay. All right, so hi, ladies. Thank you so much for being on. It's nice to meet the ones that I've not met before. And, um, Elizabeth, you want to talk about yourself a little first and then we'll go on to everybody else. I did open the chat room, everybody. Okay. I
2: don't know if it's working. Okay, I'm, sorry. It's um, I'm, Eli- I'm okay. Elizabeth Black and, um, my real name is Trish Wilson and I've been writing interviews for the horror zine with my real name. So when you see Trish Wilson, that's me. But I write, uh, I write horror as E.A. Black and, um, uh, right now I just have a lot of short stories out, but I'm working on a novel, and I hope to finish it by the end of the year. <laughs> Is that
1: it? <laughs> you, mm-hmm. you have so There's much more, more to do. You. you have a lot to <laughs> do. He's got a lot going on. I know. <laughs> that was quick. Okay, that was really good. Okay. All right. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, you can tell them now. We'll do it. Right, Jessica, go ahead. Jessica, Je- so nice to meet you. Oh, yeah.
3: Uh, <laughs> thank you so much for having me on, by the way. Really, oh, uh, really generous oh, to be welcome. here for Women in Horror Month. Um, yeah, I'm a novelist, short story writer, playwright. Uh, I've had 23 books released in the last 11 years. Um, a lot of them horror, but also fantasy, young adult, sci-fi. I kind of like to do it all. Um, I have my first poetry collection coming out this April from Apocrypha. Oh, that's good. And uh, it's yeah. blackout poetry, Um The blackout poetry is all from Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, so I'm really excited
1: about it. Oh, that's good. (laughs) Interesting. Remember years ago when poetry, they'd say, oh, you can't write poetry. Who's going to look at it? Nobody's going to buy it. You can't make books of poetry. Well, that's wrong. That's very wrong. (laughs) We showed (laughs) up. No, I know. That's right. That's right. Independently publishing and and people, you know, people love poetry. So that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. That's a very good thing. All right, Elaine? Nice to meet you. Nice
4: to meet you as well, and thank you for having me. I'm Elaine oh, you're welcome. Um I am also a horror writer, obviously. We all are. Um, I'm the author of the novel The Bloodlights*, the short story collection, if nothing else, Eve. We've enjoyed the fruit, and I've had many short stories published in anthologies and magazines. I'm also a reviewer for, um, you know, I review horror novels as well. And I want to plug my blog on com. Because this month, if you go to com and you click on my blog, I, every day for the month I have featured a different woman writer, either a short story or a poem, and Jessica and Christine and Elizabeth have been featured, um, so you can go back in and read their writing and see what they've had to offer this month.
1: Okay. This is good. All right. So, all right, we have Elizabeth
2: and we have Christine now, right? There we go. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Christine. Um, <laughs> thank you, Marcia. And also I'd like to say thanks to Elaine because um, for inviting me back to participate in your, your blog for a second year. It's a lot of fun. I fell behind reading everybody because I'm trying to sell a house <laughs> and buy a house. So it's been crazy, but I might finish it in March. Okay, so <laughs> um, I'm a retired alternative high school teacher, which is a very different way of teaching. Um, I've been a haunt actor, a scare actor, during the Halloween season since 1999. Um, oh, I got ba- started. Is, Barrett's haunted
1: mansion? is that Barrett's Haunted Mansion? I- Barrett's Haunted, haunted Mansion, mansion.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yep. But also uh, Spooky World in Foxborough and Boston and uh, oh, in Rhode Island, the um, Trails to Terror. And my novel Bone Belly is actually based in that type of outdoor haunt where a monster falls in love with the event he's kind of suffering in his own personal health but he also wants to eat the actors he knows he shouldn't eat the actors that's pretty much a lot of his yeah. struggle it's like i want to eat them i won't eat them um and then something else kind of gets screwed up well we all we have, have struggles um, so i guess so, well. so that's how it goes right all right <laughs> so um yeah. but anyway I th- uh, my first novel was a spiritual fantasy um, and then I came out with another, this novel, Bone Belly. I have a collection of short stories, about a third of which were um, published in other, um, other anthologies and periodicals.
1: Anthology seems to be, you know, I, I, you know, a lot of times people don't realize how many people are doing anthologies. I've had a lot of people that, you know, um, are on the show that do anthologies. I've not been in one myself, but I think a lot of people do that, and it's a good way to get out there and meet people and also, you know, share your experiences writing. So I think that's kind of an interesting concept these days, more than ever. Sounds like fun, I think, right? Everybody have fun? Has everybody done anthology? I know Elizabeth.
3: Yeah, I love doing anthologies.
2: Yeah. yeah, and the weirder like the scene, I the like the anthologies. Sorry, you go ahead, Elizabeth. Oh, I like oh, anthologies because I... um, it gives you a chance to try out a publisher if you've never worked with them before, and also when you're in between books, anthologies are a great way to get your name out there. And it's also yeah. an exercise in writing short stories because it's a whole different experience from writing a novel. You've got to be very concise when you write a short story. There's, you know, right. there's no no babbling around or anything. But um, yeah, I, I I love writing for anthologies. It's actually, right now it's mostly what I do is writing for anthologies. It's
1: interesting phrase a phrase babbling around. I <laughs> Haven't heard it put that way, but that's true. That's what happens when you're writing. Sometimes it it you know writing concise is hard. You know um, I because I do screenplays, I write concise now. But I think sometimes to a fault. Because um when you do screenplays, and I'm sure you know the same with a playwright like jessica right you you can't yeah. you just can't keep going on, so you have to be Absolutely. concise and it does affect yeah. your writing a book because sometimes you're just so used to but the the fewer the words, the better. But you also, you know, description for me is kind of a little difficult, and uh, I'm working on that. But uh, I mean, I do description, but I just feel like I think that's why my my some of my stories are so short. Also, uh, I, I, there's a question I'd like to ask everybody, which I brought up right before the show. Um, Elizabeth and I have done a lot of horror stories, but we really have never uh, horror story shows, and we have really never asked one question, which is um, I'm going to ask Christine first, and then we'll do Jessica, Elaine, and Elizabeth. What really, all of a sudden, you, you, you just don't say, oh, I'm going to write horror stories. So what was your inspiration in starting this field, in this
2: field? Christine. Um, it actually was haunt acting. I've always had these ideas in my head, but because um, I was an alternative high school teacher, I kind of had this idea I should be writing about that. And I didn't really yeah. enjoy it, and I'm guessing it might not have been so enjoyable to read. Um, but then there was a book I had to write, and that was a spiritual fantasy because it dealt with death and grieving. It was There's some autobiographical elements in it. And after that, that just kind of blew the doors off in terms of imagination and possibility. Um, the, that book was cathartic. When I began doing scare acting, in between people coming through, I'd start thinking about things like, what are really terrible ways to die? What would I least like to find in that corner over there, that dark one? Um, what oh. would I least like to find if I lift up that rock? And it it all took off from there. Do you scare yourself when you're writing? <laughs> it sounds like it. I have. Yeah. I have. I I'm mostly red, disturbed red, yeah. by what I was capable of.
1: Yeah, see, well... It's kind of interesting to think about that is what, yeah, you never really know, I guess, in, in testing yourself with writing this. Jessica, what about you?
3: Yeah, uh, for me, I think it, it came very naturally because horror is what I consumed when I was younger. I would watch, you know, um, like every Saturday, there was a like a horror matinee kind of thing on TV, and I would watch every weekend, and, you know, I read – um, R.L. Stine, uh, Fear Street Books, and Stephen King very early. The first uh, short story I ever wrote in fourth grade was uh, about a girl who's, like, it's the one-year anniversary of her almost getting killed by a serial killer, and, like, oh. her scars start bleeding, <laughs> it's really terrible, but, um, yeah, but, and and written on the back is uh, the teacher's, like, try to avoid gory topics. Right,
1: but, <laughs> so much for that? (laughs) Right.
3: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But it's just funny because at the time I think you know I was in fourth grade, so I get it. But I wonder if she was, you know, writing any of those notes on, say, the boys' uh, horror stories, because boys write horror stories all the time, and no one really bats an eye. I think they probably
1: think that boys think that way and girls didn't, but that's probably not true. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. So, you
3: know, I mean, I, guess,
1: I just yeah. continued. <laughs> I yeah, took it so, as a dare, I guess. Well, <laughs> that's a good thing. A dare is not a bad thing, you know, because that's true. I think, you know, you never really think about that. That's why when there is a celebration of women authors in horror, uh, this is a way, good way to celebrate it, you know, by hearing women like you while you're writing this. You know, and because the people just don't think they can do these things, but uh, you know, as Christine said, you don't know how far you can really go, and maybe you can if you just really, you know, use your imagination. Elaine, what about you? Yes.
4: My story is similar to Jessica's. It's it's been part of my childhood. I before I could even write, before I was literate, I would ask my parents to write down stories in my head, and they were scary. They must have been based on fairy tales or whatever.
2: Wow. Um I
4: just it's like. When you squeeze toothpaste, you know peppermint toothpaste. Peppermint toothpaste comes out. That's what comes out when you squeeze my brain. And when I went to study writing in college, um, I had wow. a, I had a professor pull me aside and say, "I'm going to save you from writing horror. You're too good for that."
1: And oh, really? Mean, really? Wanna... They said that too. Oh my <laughs> yeah. god, that's yeah. Pretty yeah. bad. That write wow. <laughs> what they say to yeah. Stephen King? I mean, really? <laughs>
2: that's yeah. Really yeah.
1: insane.
4: And Whoa. horror for me is. Horror is how I release my anxiety. Like if I'm having a stressful day or something, I get news that's really bad. The first thing I do is watch a horror movie to release
2: those feelings.
4: It it just helps me feel better. And I think that might be part of my attraction to it. Plus what I have found by being part of these types of things, like Women in Horror Month, I'm part of New England Horror Writers, even though I no longer live in New England. Um, I've gone to conventions about horror. We tend to be, very peaceful people. Most of the horror writers I know are vegetarians. Many are, you know, like we're very nonviolent people. Wow. And I think we're interested in violence because it's not part of us. We're
2: interested A lot of horror actors birds. are vegetarians, too. Yeah,
1: yeah exactly.
4: really. Because we're not yeah. dark people. We're interested in the dark. No, that's in exactly right. That See, that's corner. exactly
1: right. I know. That's why we keep doing these horror shows because I remember, I don't know, it was so, oh, so many years ago already that we started doing horror shows. And I was so shocked. um, When we did the horror shows, because it was so much fun and it was so different, you know. Because I, I, being an even when I was an agent, they would say, "Oh, we don't want a horror story, we don't want period pieces," but all of that has changed now. I mean, it's very different now. They're looking for horror stories, you know, and they do a lot of other things that they didn't do years ago. So it's really it's a very you know and and that is true that's the when I meet the horror writers it's that's why I always say because Elizabeth knows this because we've had people say oh I just can't listen to a show it's a horror story show I mean mm-hmm. and and I, and I I don't understand that because it's it's writing you know I mean and horror it, writers it, it, are the nicest people I think I know my, that. I mean I, I love
0: horror agree.
1: shows and I know
0: which yeah, is they're true. The nicest people. Uh, <laughs>
1: All right, Elizabeth. Let's see how nice you are.
0: Elizabeth, <laughs> you write in a couple
1: genres though, but you do horror. I know it's important too. Oh yeah, well, really. Well,
2: important. horror is my favorite genre.
0: Yeah, horror Horror right. is
2: my favorite genre, no matter what you call it, it's still my favorite genre. But I'm going to place the blame for my interest in horror on my grandmother's seat. <laughs> Yeah, she okay. got me started when I was a kid on Twilight Zone and Dark uh-huh. Shadows. And it yeah. scared me out of my wits. And my mother yeah. would complain to her that she was letting me watch this stuff. <laughs> but I would always yeah. beg, please, I want to see more. And it would yeah. give me nightmares, but I didn't care. I was having a good time. And then later, um, well, I grew up in Baltimore. So you know, naturally, Edgar Allan Poe got to be the big writer that I was exposed to. And, uh, you know, like uh, everybody else, I was watching all those old schlock movies from the 60s and 70s, Mm because I used to watch Ghost Host at night, like starting at 11 o'clock at night until about 2 in the morning. And it was Ghost Host and Creature Feature and Captain 20, and Mm -hmm. they would play all these really bad monster movies, like like Attack of the 50-Foot Woman and The Killer Shrews, and I never got enough of it. Yeah,
1: because and, probably because then you didn't think it was stuff. ridiculous, and those, you didn't probably think it was ridiculous because you didn't know. Th- th- there was a whole different way of writing. Cause look oh, at the yeah. special effects now. I mean,
2: mm-hmm. that's changed everything. Yeah. And for me, horror is it's, it's cathartic. It, again, like the yeah. same thing if I'm feeling stressed or anxious or even just plain bored. I'll read a horror novel or some, some short stories or I'll throw on a horror movie. And it better be a good one. And, and, uh, yeah, that's, that's the key. It has to be a good one. There's some really bad movies out there. But, uh, they, I mean, they always manage to, to clear my head. And it's like being on a roller coaster. There's not really any danger, but it feels like you're putting yourself in it. But it's not really yeah. what's happening because I have control over the entire situation, which in a real right. horrific situation, you don't have any control. Boy, in a roller coaster. <laughs> I'm afraid mm-hmm. of those.
1: I don't want. Like <laughs> I, I you know I mean sometimes when you're a kid you start out a certain way though too you know uh, some people are as a kid they would never have you know thought about any of this and they just it's part of their personality when they grow older that they like these things you know because sometimes you don't realize that oh yes I'm I love horror you just are interested like you're saying like Twilight Zone you know and now all of these shows are on the air again. You know, they're mm-hmm. all there. You know, mm-hmm. Twilight Zone and um, some of the ones you mentioned, I don't even, I don't know. Are they on now?
3: Yeah, like, yeah all yeah. the Twilight oh, Zones are on Netflix.
2: Which one?
1: Netflix? Oh, oh,
2: Yeah, Jordan Peele remade the, uh, the Twilight Zone. And I mm-hmm. understand that somebody is going to redo uh, Dark Shadows, the TV series. Have you that, ever seen I can't movie movie imagine doing well, that? Well, it's so, it so it weird because be Dark Shadows. Like yeah. Was.
1: Yeah. Well, you know what, though? Right. Because they they had I think it was I don't remember what station it was on cable, but they had some old dark shadows. I mean, it looked so weird because it was like, you know, they have a little bat flying. You can see that it's so fake. But it's like, <laughs> I guess that's what it was like, you know, because, you know, and the people get out of the coffin. And, you know, it's just, you know, I I guess for in, you know, years ago, that's what the best they could do. But now it's a lot different. <laughs> You know, it's not anything like it was, you know, and I, like Jordan Peele, right, he does write a lot of very intense things, you know. So, I mean, what would you tell, ta- I mean, like, do you think, which, are, who has a favorite movie let, that, you know, we can share for people, because if they're what, listening to the show, maybe they'd like to just start watching some of the movies that they might not have seen, because I think when you were just mentioning some, I didn't know them. Christine, what, do you have a
2: favorite uh, I have too many favorites, but um, I like the classics. My childhood was watching the classic Universal Studio Monsters. Love those. Yeah. Um, but I like the take on horror movies now, like Midsummer and Heredity. Heredity is it Heredity or Hereditary? Um, yeah. Horror oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, What's it called? The midsummer, it follows, midsummer, and it I think mean, Midsummer should not I be scary, it and don't. it's it's wonderfully intense, really. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So that, all right. So that's interesting. Jessica, mm-hmm. do you have a favorite?
3: Yeah. I mean, I for like say a classic. I, I mean, you can't go wrong with Poltergeist. It's it's still oh, yeah, scary.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's
3: still a good um. Uh, love story um it's a good yeah. like family it's an all around just great movie uh wh- whether it's it classified movie, yeah. as horror or not you know it's just a great movie um yeah that but was yeah a good i like lo- in uh in recent years i really i really love hereditary um i think that's just top notch culty goodness from beginning to end and you know it's just also another great like family family under-stress situation, which is already horrifying. <laughs>
1: okay, all right. Okay. You know, <laughs> family under-stress, okay, that's a good way to put yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, you okay.
4: put it
1: very Elaine? mildly. <laughs> Elaine, <laughs> did uh,
4: Again, I... I have so many. Um, I do love Hereditary Midsummer, though. I'm a creature feature. You know, I love those schlocky creature feature ones. There have been some really good vampire movies lately, like The Transfiguration, um, A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night.
2: Love
4: that. Yeah, The Let the Right One In, both the, you know, the, is it
1: Swedish? There's an
4: American version, and then there's, like, a European version. Are they, are version they on, like,
1: Netflix? Are they on, like, Netflix and things like Are they on oh, Netflix, yeah. or are they on demand? Or? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Let the I've right one in Netflix. is Swedish. The, the remake, I think, Swedish, the yeah. American remake. Yeah, the remake. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. right. In That's comparison, right. I think.
4: Mm-hmm. Oh. I, I think they're good, so... Yeah, I mean you could just go on Netflix and click horror. <laughs> and you Yeah, find yeah. A lot you know, 'cause I, I, I you and know cuz I, I like,
1: think people right, I I think people, you know, before they say they don't like it, maybe they should just watch yeah. something cuz I think when you say horror, people when you say horror, they think of Saw. I mean, that's
2: what right. people
1: think of things like that. Mm-hmm. And well, that that's a horror the yeah. yeah, that's the a slasher That's yeah.
4: different. But there's been a lot see, right. of popular films lately, like A Quiet Place. A Quiet Place did very, very well. And the Jordan yeah. Hill films, Us it's and Get Strange Out, how did very they, well.
3: They they refer to it now as like there's this new trend of calling it like elevated horror, as if like what? just calling it horror makes it trash. So yes, yeah, see right. That's the whole
1: point. It's such a bad way to view things. I mean. Because like yeah. right, you're saying it's like what you're horror. saying is elevated <laughs> horror. But I mean, because that's what the genre is. Elizabeth, you wanted your take on that, and what I know you have a few movies that you like. You've, oh you
2: yeah. Told me some uh, well, of the, the, you the like. main movie that I like is Dead Alive. If it's from New Zealand. Oh, and I love Dead it was Alive. Was directed, it directed What's it called? By you... okay, the director Lynch Jackson before he got a whole of the list race. here. What's it called? What's it called? Dead <laughs> Alive. Dead Alive. Oh okay. Dead Go alive. Right. okay. Yeah. It was uh, directed by Peter Jackson before he did The Lord of the oh, Rings. Oh, Peter. And yeah. I yeah. saw that movie, like, years ago, long, be- long before The Lord of the Rings came out. And when I first met my husband, I told him, if you cannot sit through this movie, we are not meant <laughs> to be together.
3: And he said, you
2: know, we're sitting <laughs> watching this. And it was like the first 15 minutes, there were, like, two dismemberments and a decapitation. And he's hooked. And, it, I mean, it and He's like like still Peter married. Movie, he's he's still married. Makeup. Oh yeah, we're still ma- we're still married. We watch it on our anniversary, and I mean that's my that was my my big film. But I mean, I grew up with yeah you know, the Universal monsters and especially Hammer films. And I just absolutely love Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing. And Peter Cushing is my favorite actor of of all time, just from everything yeah. that he's done. Mm-hmm. See, I think
1: mean, yeah, and I think people don't you know they may even like movies that they don't realize you know that mm-hmm. are. Listed under horror, you know, it's it really is. You know, we talk about this on a lot of shows. The genre, because the genre is the genre routine is really a killer for novelists. You know, because when you're on Amazon, and if you say erotic or horror, it's like you're uh, something's wrong with you. So I think, you know, and I, you know, it was interesting. I was just clicking the channels, and I saw something that years ago was out. Lady Chatterley's Lover, okay? I don't know if anybody remembers that mm-hmm. one, but anyway, I, I clicked it on. I wanted to see, and it is the same one that they did years ago. It was just out now, and I'm thinking it's like nothing now compared to what goes on. So, I mean, so I think people, you know, that when they listen to shows like this, I hope they keep their, you know, their minds open to things like this because, you know, when you watch, you know, like, Well, I know we've had from the blacklist. They do a lot of weird things on the blacklist. Elizabeth Mm -hmm. knows we've had, you know, yes. But, you know, I think people really do like this Mm -hmm. kind of a thing. You know, they do like this. There is a question I would ask people. All right, now, here we have all horror writers, and we have bad things happening. Like you're saying, bad things that happen. You know, like now we have this horrible virus that's out there. What does, does anybody have anything to say on their thoughts about this virus that's out there?
2: Stay home and watch a horror movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't watch the other horror is me. healthy. Horror keeps you sane. Yes, <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: So okay, explain. Go a little. Says, go a little deeper than that. Explain that to people why you think that.
2: Um, I'm not the first person to have written about that. I know Stephen King has. Other people have. Um, There's um, an article that makes its way around um, in in October from Tor Publishing, and I can't remember the author's name. I apologize. But it's called Horror is Good for You and Good for Your Children Too, and they explain why. Um, It is the same reason people go through an intense haunted house. When I worked at Spooky World... 9-11 happened, and Mm -hmm. we were all discussing, are people even going to show up? This is a real-life horror. They set attendance records that year.
3: And what it is, is
2: you go into something that makes you jump, that makes you scream. You are walking in feeling very anxious, and people, the actors, are very happy to play on your anxieties and your fears. But the point is you walk out of it at the end alive. The same with the movie, the same with the book or a good poem on any of these topics. It's therapeutic. It's cathartic in the best sense. So the the more
1: yeah.
2: our fears of the real world get ramped up, the better it is to indulge in some really great knee-knocking, you know, quaking fear that you walk away from, go have a pizza and a beer, it's all good. It's kind
1: of a very interesting (laughs) theory, though. I've not really heard it that way, but I think, you know, because, right, and especially now there's so many stressed out people now. I mean, there really are. That's why at the beginning of the show I said that, because I think a lot of people are feeling extreme stress. And I think um, they're just putting it out there, because I don't think they even know what to do with themselves. So if they're listening today, I'm thinking what you're saying might, because if you're watching a movie of horror, you're not thinking about your own stress. You're just watching that movie because Mm -hmm. that's what it is. So that might be what the doctor ordered, I
2: think. I don't know. Well, there's something else, too. And today, today, there's so much to choose from. You know, yeah. there is a renaissance in this stuff. When you say people recoil, when you mention horror, they're probably thinking about generic, badly made um, slasher yeah. films, oh, which yeah. there used to be yeah. so many of, right. and they were yeah. just, you know, they were grotesque, they weren't worth watching. But now you yeah. can choose. Do you want funny horror? Do you want gothic? Do you want ghost? Do you want vampires? Do you want romantic <laughs> vampires? You, you can find the gamut anywhere. Yeah.
1: Well, we did. We had years ago, I, had, I did a show with a couple of people that we did ghost hunting. I was on the show and they were in the, uh, like this old nursing home they were at. And um, it was kind of scary because they had the ghosts, you know, I mean, and because it was night and they were picking up sounds, you know, and it, I thought it was so interesting. You know, it was a great show. It was so much fun. And because there are so many people that do that. You know, I don't even, they, they did have that on TV, but I don't know if they took it off. I haven't seen it. That ghost hunting, they used to have something like that. But so now there's so much, you're right, there's so much of everything. So it's almost hard, and that's why I'm saying, which are your favorites? Because I think people, you know, you scroll down or you're looking backwards and forwards for in Netflix or, you know, Amazon, and people don't know what to watch anymore. There's so much to watch.
2: You know, well, when I run is, into people that yeah. when I run into people who say that they don't like horror, um, I try to find out exactly what they think horror is. And as you yes. said, a lot of people think yeah. that they think slasher films—the really yeah. bad ones, the boring ones. Yeah. So whenever I run into somebody that says, "Oh, I don't like horror," I always tell them to watch George C. Scott in *The Changeling*. That's a classic ghost story from the 1970s, and it's probably one of the best horror movies ever made. Really? Okay, you're yeah, like very, a very of... very good movie. Yeah. George, <laughs> he's, he's looking at George. He's,
1: he's nervous. He makes you scared just by looking at him when he was <laughs> oh, acting. I think he's,
2: he's, he's the main character. He's, he's very sympathetic in this one. Okay, and what's the name of that? Cha- the Changeling. Okay, Changeling. And we got a whole list here. Yeah, don't get confused with the Angelina Jolie movie. There's another one by a similar name.
1: Oh yeah, right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, you know, I do think that, you know, and, and sometimes maybe people think this way because sometimes some of the A-list, shall we say, actors, they don't really do as many as they used to do like that now. They do a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. I don't even know who's on the A-list anymore because, I, you know, it's whoever brings box office, but I don't know that that is ultimately the way things are now because of Netflix and Amazon, you know, and all these places because... You know, there's just so much out there. I think I was listening to, I watched this holiday, uh, not holiday, it's the um, reporter, it's on cable. it's journalists, reporters, and it's, uh, they have publishers, they have um, mostly screenwriting people and producers, directors. And even people that are really have done and made a fortune on some of their movies, they still don't know what's going to make it and what isn't. You know, I think you know, like naturally, like someone like Jordan Peele. After he's not been out there that long, but look how everybody knows his name. I mean, well, I think he's, he's what popular. a great thing
3: with Jordan Peele—he came up in comedy, which I mean, comedy is like I think so uh, linked to horror uh, because it's really hard to make people laugh and it's really yeah. hard to make people scared. Um, yeah. Like they're both like pretty much the most difficult things you can do. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, and that's easy. Like you know, people are just like that all the time, or you know. I love doing <laughs> yeah. funny you know, work. Laughing, I love it. Laughing and fear, and uh, so he was really um, effective as a writer in comedy, and I think that transitioned really well when he started writing these really amazing um, like socio-political horror films.
1: When you're writing horror, uh, anybody can take this. When you're writing horror, do you um, really get into your character's past, or as much as sometimes what they do now, where you know you're seeing back, you know, like a lot of flashbacks? Um, and how do you how do you stay liking a character? Let's just say that does bad things. Anybody can. Does
2: anybody want to take that, or how do you stay connected of, when you're writing? Well, first of all, I think there's um, I think there's a tendency to do too much backstory sometimes. You know, you yeah. see it in people writing trilogies, and people do, you know, in, in movies and television shows with prequels, sequels, and stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. to me, it's dumbing down and it's removing mystery. Mystery is scary. Yeah. Um, so, but if, if you're the unknown. Mm-hmm. yeah, but what you want to do is let people know who the character is by what he or she does. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. See, because I, I try to explain
1: to my friends when we're talking, you know, sometimes I'm sure we all go through this, they think we're crazy because of how we we look at things as writers differently than other people do. And, you know, I, I, I don't know, I do, you know, as far as like, but I agree with you on the backstory because even when I started writing, they would always say, stop going back, go forward, you know, and don't keep going, you know, flashbacks, too many flashbacks aren't, you know, the way you're supposed to write. And I, as you were just talking right now, I'm thinking to myself, I agree with that. And that could be one of my problems. You know, I'm having a few little problems writing because I'm just, you know, I, I, I do a lot of different genres, you know, but I think because I watch a lot of TV and I see all this backstory, and I try to explain to my friends i said like let's say a story is out there, and they write uh you know um the series they can't possibly i don't think know everything at the first part of it, but they keep going back, and I guess they're learning about the character, but I don't know if that makes people like it or not, because I don't even know like if I like it that much when I'm watching it because it's sometimes very confusing. To keep going back and forth, I don't. Does anybody feel that way? I, you know, I see a lot of that now, and I think, geez, this is just insane already. Because a lot of the shows are doing that, and then I'm now in my writing, starting to do things that I never did before, and I don't even know if I like it. It just, it's in my head a little. Does anybody feel that I, way about backstory I feel like, um,
2: mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I, I feel like flashbacks in TV shows became really big again right after yeah. loss. Because law, yeah. I mean, Lost really effectively exactly. used flashbacks, but and then flash forwards. Well, they had to. So they had to because but, um, they, right,
1: you could see yeah. why they had to do it.
3: Yeah, exactly. Because you know? I mean, they were and they, you know, each episode pretty much featured right. one character, you know. So it was the way they did it. But I think a lot of shows then jumped on that train and weren't and weren't doing it as effectively.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't mean, because I know of one
3: that was, was right. really
2: bad, and that was no um, when AMC adapted Joe Hill's book Nosferatu. Um, I liked the book, <laughs> but they spent so much time uh, focusing on um, on Mr. Manx and a little bit too much of his backstory when he was way scarier as, as when you did not know where he came from. Yeah, you know, you actually, don't know his yeah. origin. That's what made him scary. It could have been right. anybody. Right.
1: Yeah, see, that's a, the that's a thing. And I think, well, and a lot of times, probably the reason they do this now is because, let's face it, they want to make a series. So they have like eight, well, they wanted to make know, it two episodes. seasons,
2: and they, they ruined yeah. it doing it.
1: And I think they are doing that a lot now. And sometimes I'm thinking. Why aren't they doing this? Because they don't need that much more. You know, it's season after season. And even if I'm watching it, sometimes I go, this is too much, you know. And maybe they shouldn't be doing this a lot, you know. But I look at it differently than, you know, some of my friends do. But sometimes it's just not as exciting, you know. And I, I, I see what you're saying about Lost because Lost had to, and I understand that. So then, but now all a lot, you're right, the, too, The lot of the sh- shows are doing that a lot. I mean, a lot more than they used to, you know. And so I think people get confused sometimes by all of that. I think anybody feel that way? Can,
4: can we go? Can we go back to your question earlier about liking yes. bad guys, the characters okay. that are the bad guys?
1: Okay, go ahead. I
4: think I want. I just want to argue that. I think the bad guys are the popular characters. They're the characters people want to see. We no, want right, the right. Escap- That's true. We want the escapism of watching someone get away with something that we can't. Like you, the the series you on Netflix is really popular now, and he's doing all kinds of bad things, and we're rooting for him. We're weirdly rooting <laughs> for this
1: psychopath. No, right. Like no, in- I, I think that mm-hmm. you're right about. You are right about that, though, because even in my own writing, I see, Mm -hmm. like, I have characters that are so intense, and I go, oh, this is, and I actually have more fun if I write those, too, as a writer. They're exciting. You know, Mm because it's nothing like me, so it's kind of fun, you know, to get, right, I see that part, too. I've been watching, you know, this is not horror, but I've been watching Mad Men again. Okay, the second time I watched all the season, I loved the show, and then now I'm looking, I, I'm watching it back, and I'm seeing so much difference in the way I thought about it. So sometimes I think maybe as writers, do you go back and look at other uh, series and kind of look at how they do the characters? Does anybody do that? I mean, I, I've started to do that now because then I see it a different way than I did at the time. Does anybody do that at all, watch all things that they've seen? Mhm.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And
1: you see it a different way, then you see it a different way. Oh sometimes? yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely. Yeah.
3: There's there's lots of things that I like watched either as a kid or a teenager that I thought you know were really cool, but didn't even see like different layers of layers. the characters. Yeah. And and obviously it's like you know the first time you see Usual Suspects, you're like what? Yeah. And then like the next <laughs> yeah, time you right. go through, you have all the information, so now you can see all the the way the puzzle came together, right? Because you know like, the ending of it, right?
1: Or, you know exactly. It. Yeah. So I mean, yeah.
3: It, it, I wonder yeah, if uh, you uh, know, you, I, you know, don't you
1: feel like sometimes your friends think you're different than they are in how they, you know, they see things, and then I just go, okay, fine, and I just give it up because you know, I'm not going to sit there because I don't think they see it the same way we do. Like, does everybody have that when they're discussing things like that? Do they? You think your friends see it differently when they watch a movie than you do?
3: Yes, I, I think everybody. I, yeah. everybody's going to have a, a slightly different, you know, view, yeah. you know, whether you're a writer or, or not. But, yeah, for sure. I mean, if I'm watching with somebody and they see I'm getting very excited when someone is getting dismembered yeah. or whatever, <laughs> well, obviously <laughs> not everyone is going to be like that. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
1: right. Uh, does anybody have any questions to ask each other? We'll open now. Anybody want to ask anything of the, Elizabeth? I know you always have questions.
2: Oh, uh, actually I don't have any right now. Um, really? I wanted to talk a bit more. <laughs> right. yeah. I wanted to ask more about um these the the characters that are kind of unpleasant like the guy on you, Joe, that's his name. Mm-hmm. and I mean, he was so charismatic. And I mean Dexter mm-hmm. is the same way. Uh, you know, that that kind of, you know, there's something appealing about that particular character. And I'm mm-hmm. I'm still not quite sure exactly why. But I mean, there's one story that that I wrote that's coming out uh, in a couple of months. It's going to be in horror for hire: scary stories of workplace terror. And my my story is called "A Job to Die For." And I created a very nasty character, but but I like her, and that that's the key: is that even if you know the characters have, uh, I guess, unscrupulous characteristics, you as a writer still have to see the character as a whole person and not as a caricature which is why i think yeah. uh, shows like you and dexter and uh, you know, other you know characters similar to that they work because they're not one dimensional they're they're you know multifaceted people yes because yeah. we have
1: somebody out that's looking in our chat and they're all, they're saying uh does anyone ever love one of their own horror characters she just kind of answered that right there <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah because I think right because you know it, it's a you know naturally all of us agree on probably one thing these are real people to us when we're writing them otherwise you can't write a good character unless you're mm-hmm. visualizing and feeling you know so it's it's you know I, I think it's always interesting to hear about writers character what how they feel about their characters because you I do think you're right about the fact that it is more exciting and I think um, maybe you're right about the the bad guys. Because there are so many bad guys. I was, t- I was just talking to someone, and I watch a lot of things that sometimes when I'm watching, I'm going like, oh, my God, do they really do that? And am I really sitting here watching them do that and liking it? So, you know, um, you know you're know, you watching a lot of murder. You're watching a lot of people get knifed and all of these things. And, then you're, and sometimes you sit back and you go, really? And then it just, that's how it is now. It, it is, sometimes it's not boring. You know, and somebody's asking in the audience, in the chat room here. Does anyone want their bad guy to win? Okay, anybody here want to <laughs> talk about that? Go ahead.
3: Who wants I, think, to talk? I think a lot of my bad guys
1: have won. Okay.
2: <laughs> well, see that's I, the it
1: thing. I mean, on so the all right, there you go. There you go.
2: Bad guy wins. <laughs> it depends on the context. Sometimes I really enjoy having them win, and sometimes it's. I'll reach a point where it's like, all right, it's time for them to get put in their place. And then you did that. That's power, though. You see, it's very powerful as
1: a writer. You can do that. Oh, yeah. yeah. You can, yeah. And that's, maybe that's why as women, I mean, that's a, you know, it is powerful writing characters and having them do, you know, naturally they do their own thing. But if you want to rein them in, we can do that. So that's really a powerful feeling if you really want to look at it that way. Like go, uh oh, no, no, <laughs> we can do that. <laughs> As, and I you think know, it author. depends
4: on if you want if you want a sequel or you want a trilogy. Oh. I mean, sometimes yeah. the bad guy has to win. If you want to keep going with the story, yeah. you can't, you know,
1: put him in his place. Like people say, a lot of times they used to say that you have to have a char- some characteristic that, or some part of that character that's good. So when you're writing horror, do you feel that? Does anybody feel like they have to? Like maybe add something to make them a little more pleasant. Elaine if I, you had I, I talk. Some talk. Yeah.
3: But I don't feel like every villain needs redemption or needs like a sob story to explain right. why they're evil because some people are just evil. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> well yes, in reality too. So that's really
3: true. Yeah.
1: So. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 We have, we have a whole lot of
3: period. Yeah. Especially in the series, I get really upset if you have a villain that, you know, a villain throughout the entire series. And at the end of the series, they're like, oh, but this thing happens to him. So, Mm -hmm. and I'm Mm -hmm. like, oh, you know, Yeah. 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 So sometimes, you know. Villains or, well, it seems or, like or all of you have one quality here. You're, you're
1: fearless. Yeah. You are fearless. You, I mean, that's a yeah. good feeling, though. You are fearless because yeah. you're facing things and you're just going right for it. So it, it, yeah. when you really look at it, when you're writing, it's, it's not that easy to write horror, though, either, because you're facing things right in front of you and then making the decisions that you do. Yeah. So I guess it's very powerful, wouldn't you say? I mean, it's kind of a power mm-hmm. thing for uh, women. For sure, I think, you know, and the fact that they have women, horror, you know, I mean, because what what you're saying is true. I mean, it's, you know, everybody goes, okay, Stephen King, but then there's so many other people, you know, that were out there, but the one people recognize is him a lot more than other people.
2: Him, him and Dean Koontz, they're, they're yeah. the two big ones yeah. that everybody seems yeah. to know. Yeah. A lot of it has to do with um, their books and stories have been made into TV shows and movies, so people a That does That does certainly I mean, help. I mean, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Well, How about women? Did you have?
1: Okay, go ahead. Go
2: ahead. Yeah, um, you know it's related to being women too, since it it is mm-hmm. Women in Horror Month. And I was just kind of curious uh, what everybody else's experience would be with uh, when somebody finds out that you write horror, and they're like, "What's a nice girl like you doing writing stuff like that?" <laughs> I mean, have you ever had that kind of a reaction from people? And, no one and, ever says and, that and, to me. Yeah. Ever. I oh. used
3: to, but not anymore. To, yeah. 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 I used to. Yeah, now, now people are like, "Woo! Horror! Yay!" Because yeah. I think it's getting <laughs> back it's <laughs> yeah, to action again. Yeah, it's
1: so much more acceptable. And and, yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. My well, students found it intriguing. That it. You know, they used yeah, to say, oh, Miss L., you've got <laughs> a dark side. Wow. We had no <laughs> yeah. idea. Yeah.
1: But they're very Is interesting. Is that what they say? Is that what you think they say? Yeah. Yeah. Well, see, Elizabeth, oh, no, you write erotic too, too so, so you're a bad girl. <laughs> you know, you do both. <laughs> but I think I think that's true, you know, um, because I know, you know, when I first started, when I first wrote my first story on erotic story, I just was apologizing Why I wrote it, and I'm thinking to myself, what is wrong with me? Why am I doing this? It takes me a while to get over that, you know, and I think as writers, I think sometimes it does take people, you know, um, that's why, you know, sometimes I think it's good to write, you know, I, I tried using... Another name, but that didn't work out because I, I'm doing shows and then I was talking about my book and it was another person, so it was really got confusing. So, uh, but I do think sometimes it it, to get yourself out there, it might not be a bad idea to use, you know, another name to be because sometimes you can. For me, if I used to do all my screenplays under Max Irving. Because uh, when I did the screenplays, a lot of times I felt like there were so many more men doing, you know, like I see them talking about things, oh, we need more women doing this and that, but still the men prevail. But we're getting better now because, you know, women, there's so many women doing things that they didn't do before and just getting acknowledgement from it, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you know, which is a good thing, Mm -hmm. I think, you know. Absolutely. How do you feel about that as far as, like, like what you're saying is if somebody sees you and they go like, oh, Elizabeth, why, why are you doing this? You know, I mean, I enjoy it and it's fun. Yeah. Oh,
2: go ahead. Okay.
3: I oh, was so i was just going to say I, I have a five-book young adult series, but I also ro- wrote an erotic horror book all under the same name, so that kind of doesn't bother So then right, I, you went right <laughs>
1: for it, right. You went right <laughs> for it, right. You know, and that's, that's the thing is, you know, being able to uh, just say, yeah, I wrote this. I'm getting better at this yeah. now because I don't care. I didn't want to you have know, to split uh, I, just go, I my did personality yeah, 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 it, it's, it is. I am who I here. am. Go ahead. Who was talking? I, yeah, I, was, I don't just, know. Yeah. Go ahead.
3: Yeah, I just yeah. You know, when people, I don't want to ever apologize for writing right. what I write or, you know. Right, uh, exactly. Telling the story I exactly. tell because they all are important in some way.
1: Yes, Yeah, and, like, to get over the fact that, you know, that, like, sometimes people would say, you know, I my fear at the beginning, which was a long time ago, was, like, they would think I was this way, and then I got over that. But I do feel now, you know, it's so much more fun to write a character that is more risque than just a plain character. Because sometimes when I do that now, which I go, like, this is a little boring now for me. You know, I feel it. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking, like, how if I'm bored, how am I writing this? You know, so yeah. I'm changing my thinking as to yep. I'm wondering if what I want I'm
2: wondering if it's generational too. Because
1: Maybe. I'm sure
2: Maybe. young women writers out there with yeah. all of the stuff that's available that they see, including the graphic novels and stuff like that that that's out yeah. there. Yeah. I know I would guess that none of them have a second thought if that's what they right. want to write. Right. Um mm-hmm. for me. You know, getting into middle age, there was a point after maybe turning 45 and stuff, I was, like, yeah. thinking, I don't give a flying you-know-what what anyone yeah, right. thinks. And that was, about, <laughs> that was about anything, and that's... that's
1: well, that's probably started the Started writing way horror,
2: started doing yeah. scare acting, started doing whatever.
1: Could you just talk about scare acting a minute or two? What, what exactly... So in case people don't really know what that is, tell us about that.
2: All right, so scare if you go acting. to a haunted attraction, a haunted house... A haunted theme park, the good ones have actors, and it is acting. It's just you're doing the same lines, you know, hundreds okay. of times in a night. Mm-hmm. you're You're yeah. changing it up. But you do if if the the haunted attraction is going to be scary, it's going to be because you have good actors that are very willing to go over the top. And once you yeah. put on makeup costume, you know, the um, um, latex effects, you know, appliances and things like that, teeth, blood, whatever you're doing, you um, like it's really easy yeah. to go over the top. It's real easy yeah. to, to lose yourself yeah. in the character. And it's hilarious. We yeah. do laugh at all of you yes. people right, good. when you jump and scream. And when you, you know, when you try to hide, you know, um, I, one of my, I think my favorites are, you know, they're wearing hoodies and they just pull the strings so you can't see anything, but their nose is if I can't see you anymore. Yes, I can still see you <laughs> and I, you, you can't see me, but I know you're still scared of me. It's, um, you know, so and this is where horror and humor go together too, because you go for the scare. If you don't get the scare, make them laugh, make sure they're entertained. It's, it's an interesting um, you know, concept. So like I've not heard it put that hour. way, but that's
1: very interesting. Yeah.
2: Very oh, yeah. Oh, I, and I love writing humorous horror. It's, it, it tends to work its way into a lot of my stories. Like they're not meant to be humorous stories so much, but they end up being that way. People read them and they, they laugh and say this is, you know. Well, that's a good
1: thing. I mean, because <laughs> right, sometimes you do have to have that moment where of relief, too, of, you know, uh um, mm-hmm. To because of people you know and and it sounds to me like everybody here is really liking what they do, and they 're having fun doing it, so you know which goes along to the message that i 'm trying to give people now is because it isn 't or it you just really we all started doing this for reason our our own reasons, but it should be something we like to do and and even you know if you 're saying being cathartic and it helps and all maybe the, maybe some people out there that haven 't tried writing horror, maybe they should. Because maybe they will find, you know, because I did that with doing, you know, more erotic, sexy books because I think it's a lot of fun in a lot of ways. And so I didn't think that I would write that. And I've been doing shows for like 10 years and I remember, well, Elizabeth will remember, like 10 years ago, it was very different, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, unfortunately, a lot of the erotic publishers, the, the smaller ones, went out of business. But there were a lot of them. And it was just, I always felt uh, erotic and horror. They were my really fun shows because people were not as inhibited in their writing and they just let it go. And I think sometimes, you know, because we're writing, it should be fun and then just let ourselves go. It's called imagination, which a lot of you had you know, mentioned at the beginning, how you feel. So I think when people are listening to this show, this is a good thing for them to hear, that some, try something different, you might really like it. Because as as I said at the beginning, you didn't wake up one day and go, oh, yeah, I think I'm a horror writer. You just eased into it, and that's what it was, you know, because everybody mm-hmm. has different thoughts. Is there anybody that wants to, has a question for anybody else? So we should do all the websites and get every, tell everybody before we do anything, even end the show. Okay, I want everybody, uh, let's say we'll start with Christine. Do you want to give your website where they can find you and what's your latest project so everybody will know?
2: Okay, uh, Christine M. Lajewski, L A J E W S K I dot com. I have an author's page, same name. Um, and if you look, if you go to Diverter Publishing and go to the bookstore to buy my book on Bone Belly underneath, you'll see that you can download the first 60 pages for free. So you can top, try before you buy. So you liked you enjoyed doing the sixty pages? Do you
1: get pe- more people interested that way?
2: Um, it's something that my publisher does. He does. He basically offers that everybody anything on the diverter website. Pretty much, you can get a download and read the first few chapters. Um, we settled on sixty pages for mine because. Um, you're pretty much into the building of the haunt, the character who loves the haunt. All the characters are introduced. It just seemed like a good point to cut it right there. Well, that's interesting.
1: And how many pages is your book? Um, almost 300
2: to 70-something. Okay, something. so that's a good chunk. Right, like
1: that. right, that's good,
2: yeah.
1: That's yeah a, a I, I think it's not that. a bad idea to do something like that because, you know, as you know, people don't, you know... Even by reading reviews, they can't tell anymore because a lot of people have reviews. They have like four hundred reviews, and then they go, "Oh, I think I'll read that book, and I won't read another book." So I think that by giving them the opportunity to see how the writer writes is a way that maybe if the story is what they want, then they'll buy it. Mm-hmm. You know, no, rather I think it's than helpful. just yeah, yeah, I think it's not bad. That's a good idea, actually. To give that much out you know listen we all know we have to do something because there are so there's so much competition i mean there's it's just literally impossible to try to be you know so unique that as somebody because of the reviews and the way the genres go in amazon but you can call amazon i don't know if everybody knows this you can call them and there are 10 instead of the same usual keywords and things like that, there are 10 other categories that they allow you that I didn't know about. You And they help you at Amazon to find the categories that maybe you've never even heard of because when you see it yourself, they're not the categories that you can have. There's more to it. And somebody on my show told me that and it, they're, to call them and they're very helpful. They help you find different categories, you know, because it, it is hard. All right, so who wants to go next, uh,
3: Jessica? Uh, yeah, I'm uh, com and, and uh, on Instagram and Twitter at the Jess McHugh, all one word. Um, I have a Patreon page where I post short stories, um, and you can also I, I you can sign up to get blackout poetry in the mail. Um, and then, of course, my blackout poetry book is coming out uh, this April from Apocrypha Press. It's called A Complex Accident of Life. and uh, and I have a story coming out in a um, a horror anthology that's all female identifying authors. It's uh, coming out from Strange House Books, and it's called Not All Monsters. So it's going to be a fun one.
1: Yeah, good title, <laughs> okay, <Yeah>.
3: Elaine.
1: That's <laughs> yeah, a good title. The title doesn't matter. So here we go, Elaine. I'm
4: ElainePascal.com. That's P-A-S-C-A-L-E. Um, I also have an author's page on Amazon. You can find me on Facebook under Elaine Pascal. Twitter and Instagram, I'm Doc Laney, D-O-C-L-A-N-E-Y. And I also participate in a monthly flash fiction prompt challenge where we all respond to photographs. as a group of women. Um, we're the Ladies of Horror group, and we're also on social media and Instagram and facebook and twitter and every month there's new stories to read and they are very very short very quick and responding to a photo
1: that's interesting too to do that there's so many ways that you can you know get yourself out there you know i think that that's Mm -hmm. one of the things people don't realize how many ways there are i mean i take notes all the time you know because all the authors i've had on they all have different ideas (coughs) which i think helps you know, because we all don't know everything. No matter how many years you do this, there's always somebody you can learn from. You know, uh, Elizabeth. Okay, I'm, a,
2: Elizabeth, a black on, I'm yeah. Elizabeth A. Black on Facebook, and I'm ea black dash writer dot blogspot dot com. That's my website. And, um, like I, okay, I have quite a bit available at the Horror Z. My short story, Can You See, it appears there, as well as some of my interviews, and they would be with uh, Jonathan Mayberry, Ray Garton, Ramsey Campbell, and Paul Tremblay, and uh, coming soon, an interview with uh, Douglas Clegg. And also, uh, at an Elaine's website, my story, Infection, is available for the month. And like I mentioned earlier, horror for hire, scary stories of workplace terror. My story, uh, Job to Die For, is going to appear in that book. And that's more than enough for right now. (laughs) You've been busy. You've been very busy.
1: You know, look, I I think that, you know... um, anybody you know any of you ladies if you ever want to come on the show just let me know you know or let elizabeth know because i think you know it's great that there's all these women writers out there and especially celebrating women's horror month because i think you know getting out there in a category that you know people don't really know there is as many as there are you know and all of you are really very visible online sometimes you know Um, you can't find a lot on people, but all of you have a lot of things with the blogs, and I think, you know, that makes people branded much better when you can find more about the person. Because, you know, some people, you'd be surprised, don't have a lot on them. You know, and it helps. You know, as much as we don't maybe like to do that, we didn't really talk about marketing, but as much as we don't all love marketing, you know, it's important that we are out there. You know, and anybody that has listened on the show, this is a live show. And after the show, this you can use the link and you can put it on your website so they can hear you talk, and that really helps. You know, when people know who you are, you know, I think that, uh, Elizabeth, you would agree, because you know this. We talked about oh, yeah, this many times. Oh yes, definitely would agree with you. Yeah, uh, because Google, no. when you do blog talk, Google picks this show up because there's so many years of shows. That it goes right on the top, and people can find you, so that's a good thing, you know. I think that keeping the shows I don't know. I was shocked that iTunes had all these shows. I was scrolling down, and it was you know I didn't want to listen to any of them because if I listen to myself, I'll probably never do another show again, so I am <laughs> better off not listening. uh Does anybody have any last words that they like to say that we missed anything or something you want to say? Anybody?
2: All right, thank you for it. the opportunity. Yeah, we
1: covered it. I, I yeah, had first it first time. Had time. It was so great meeting everybody. And let's see, somebody's out there for an idea for a story. A man faces a major surgery, and his family turn against him, and he goes it alone. Will he survive? Okay, <laughs> Okie doke. Mm. There you go, ladies. Somebody <laughs> gave an idea out here. <laughs> 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 you never know. All right, thank you all that are our listeners, and thank, thank you. you. It, it's been really good, and yeah, you're thank always you. welcome on the show. And Elizabeth, thank you for introducing me to wonderful writers. So, thank it, you. Bye, everybody. And next thank week, you. I will be having a few shows, and we're also yeah. having a show. Elizabeth, you're going to be on the show also. I, I'm going to try to win this date. I know. my Christopher Beck is on. And um, Dana Fresti will be on with you, us. so oh, That good. will be a fun show. Yeah, you introduced me to them too. Horror mm-hmm. writing is usually, the horror guests, we always have a great show. And thank you so much, everybody, and bye bye.
2: Thank you. you. Have a great day. Yeah. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.